0: So, how easy are you to offend? This morning, we've been thinking about being difficult to offend. And so, I don't know if you're um, aware of the exercise where if you say words out loud, it gives them strength. You know, if you're feeling weak, if you turn around and say, I can do all things through strength, it sometimes gives you that added strength. And so, I just want you to turn to your neighbour or to someone behind you, if you're sitting on your own, and say to them, I am difficult to offend. Okay. It may seem a strange thing to do to have turned to the person next to you and to state, I am difficult to offend. But sometimes when you hear those words out loud, it gives them extra strength in many different fields. But you know, we're coming up to a time we've been going through some change here at Regent Hall. There's more changes likely to be happening. We're starting to see things taking um, momentum. And sometimes, you know, perhaps because we don't understand or or we hear things or we see things being done that we don't know about, it can be easy for us to take offence. And that's not just to do with here at Regent Hall. That can be in anything within our relationships that we have outside of this place as well. So we're going to be using the parable of the prodigal son. And hopefully it will help us with our thinking about being difficult to offend. The verses we read tell the story of a father who didn't take offence at his child's actions, a father who did not bear a grudge and who forgave his son. It also tells the story of a brother who did bear a grudge against his younger sibling and who also did take offence at his father's actions. It's a parable of Jesus. It highlights life when we take offence It also highlights life, how it can look when we choose not to. It's a story of forgiveness. I'm sure we all know how the story goes. We've just uh, read the words on the screen. But for those of you who maybe need a refresher, there was a father who had two sons. The younger son was fed up of living on the farm, so he asked for his share of his inheritance, which his father gave him the older brother remained working on the farm. After squandering all his money and having been reduced to eating with the pigs, the younger brother returns home with his tail between his legs. He gets the shock of his life when he is received with open arms from his father. Verse 20 of our reading, and this is from the um, New International Version, says this, While he, that's the son, was a long way off, his father saw him, and was filled with compassion for him he ran to his son threw his arms around him and kissed him if someone comes to you for forgiveness you'd better not turn your face away god expects us as forgiven people to be forgiving people it says in matthew chapter 6 and verses 14 and 15 if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. The example of the Father is one of who forgives freely. You see, I love this about the Father in the story of the, para- of the prodigal son. The Father didn't only receive his son with open arms. He was out looking for his son to return. He was there waiting for him. The father was desperate to see his child. And no matter what he'd done, the father knew what he had to do. Because forgiveness is a decision. It's not about feeling. How many people here today can remember the new story of Damilola Taylor? How many of you can remember how it made you feel when Damilola's mother Said she forgave her son's killers. Speaking as a mother, I cannot imagine that that woman felt like forgiving the boys that had killed her son. But that woman made the decision to do it. Because it is possible to forgive whilst you're still hurting. I guess we have to exercise some caution in some situations. If someone has done something to purposely cause us harm and we forgive them, do we then put ourselves out there again and again so they can cause more damage? If a dog bit you, you would probably be more careful before touching that or another dog again. But most people who hurt us don't do it because they mean us any harm. You may have heard of the phrase, Hurting people hurt people. Sometimes people will say or do things that we take offence at, but the truth is that there was never any offence intended. Really, taking offence is a pointless exercise. Most of the time, people don't mean to upset us, and they would be really sorry if they knew that they had caused us pain. Sometimes we can be offended by someone, and they literally have no idea that there has been a problem. On the other hand, if someone does do something purposefully to upset you, why give them what they want? The parable of the prodigal son shows us the consequences of taking offence and not forgiving. The older brother was angry, and he pointed out all the wrong things that his brother had done, all the reasons why the father shouldn't forgive. He didn't mention his younger brother's suffering the hard time that his younger brother had had spending time with the pigs, the older brother felt his sibling was getting away with it, and he took offence at his father's choice to forgive him. The older brother was bitter, but in his response to his brother's return, the only person he was hurting was himself. You may have heard the phrase, cutting your nose off to spite your face. That's what the older brother did when he refused to go to the party that was thrown to celebrate his brother's return. He may have refused to go to the party, but it didn't change anything. The party happened anyway, and everyone else had fun. The older brother did throw himself a party, a pity party, and they are lonely things to go to. Throwing pity parties and not forgiving is like taking poison, and hoping the other person will die. Ultimately, we hurt ourselves more than anyone else. Earlier on in our meeting, we said the Lord's Prayer. And we said the words, Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. But do we really mean that? Do we really want God to forgive us? In the way that we sometimes forgive other people, grudgingly, half-heartedly, after we've sulked for a bit, after we've tried to make them pay for what they've done? Do we really want God to forgive us in the same way as we forgive people who do us wrong? We either need to be careful what we pray, or we need to make sure that we are forgiving people in the same way that we'd like God to forgive us. Just think how many times in your life you have prayed the Lord's Prayer. Words that we sometimes say without giving them the weight of thought that they deserve. But so what? If we don't forgive someone, they'll never know. What harm can it do? Well, ultimately, not forgiving others will affect our relationship with God. Jesus said these words in Matthew chapter 5. Verses 23 and 24. If you are offering your gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. If you are offering your gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. In other words, making sure you're right with other people is just as important as being right with God. In fact, the two are linked. You can only truly be right with God if you're also getting your relationships right with other people. And that includes not taking offence and forgiving them. It's a way in which we demonstrate the love we have for other people because we need to remember that love is at the heart of Christianity. So this morning... Have a think back over the last few weeks. Have a think back over today. Have you taken offence at anything? Has anyone done or said something or not done and said something that perhaps you felt disappointed about and taken offence at? When you think about it, did that person do it on purpose? Could it be that they never intended to upset you? If you can think of a situation, it may not be a recent thing, perhaps historically God will bring to your mind something that's happened where you took offence. But if that's you this morning, then today's the day to let it go. If you need to forgive someone, choose to do it. Let it go. And put down that burden of unforgiveness. If, on the other hand, you feel that you may have upset someone, make contact with them and say sorry. It might be that they may not even know why you're apologising. But making that move will mean putting down some baggage and moving on with a lighter spirit. We're going to sing a song that speaks about the beautiful person of Jesus and the forgiveness that he offers us. As we pray, ask God to make you more like Jesus, beautiful and forgiving. The words we're going to be singing are, Jesus, what a beautiful name, Son of God, Son of Man, Lamb that was slain, joy and peace, strength and hope, grace that blows all fear away, Jesus, Jesus. What a beautiful name. Jesus, what a beautiful name. Truth revealed, my future sealed, healed my pain. Love and freedom, life and warmth, grace that blows all fear away. Jesus, what a beautiful name. Jesus, what a beautiful name. Rescued my soul, my stronghold, lifts me from shame forgiveness, security, power and love, grace that blows all fear away. Jesus, what a beautiful name. Be receptive to God. Our place of prayer is here if you'd like to come and pray. But let's sing these words through together this morning.